proclaiming the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, preparing a people for the kingdom of heaven, preserving a posterity for the glory of God. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Key of David podcast being brought to you by the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. I will be your host. My name is Charles. We will take this trip together for the next few minutes. want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you for streaming this podcast, for downloading it, for getting led by the Spirit. And I say that with sincerity. I do believe that it was no accident that you are listening to this podcast today. Because God has a word for you, listener. He has thought about you. He never ceases to think about you. God truly loves you, listener. He truly loves you. And he wants to see you make it home to be with him forever and ever. And this podcast can help you do that. I know that's a bold statement. But I believe with all of my heart that this podcast is sincere in its efforts to give each and every person that listens to it that added boost, that extra ingredient, that cruise of oil, that anointing that breaks the yoke of the enemy. I'm praying and believing that this podcast will be anointed by the Spirit of God to give you exactly what you need to edify your heart to build you up in your faith, to feed your soul, to give you what you need for the days ahead. While I'm welcoming you, listener, I want to welcome to the podcast my friend, my brother, my comrade in arms that helps me on this podcast, Scott. Scott, say hello to everyone. Uh, Hello to everyone again. Thank you so much, like Charles said, for downloading, for streaming, for listening to these podcasts, for following us on this journey. And we, it is our prayer, Charles, that it is anointed, it's feeding your soul, it's giving you strength and giving you encouragement. That's our desire. That's our vision here, uh, Charles. I, I believe I can speak with you, too, on this. It's our vision here that this is a wellspring of life for you and strength and hope and encouragement. I can't wait to hear what God's going to say again because it's always fresh for me, too. I can't wait to hear. It's good to be back. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, and I'm like you. I can't wait to see what the Holy Spirit has in store for us as well as the people who are listening to this podcast. I do believe that God has something to say. Scott, before we get into the podcast and into prayer, I want to share a scripture that the Lord laid on my heart. This is a promise from his word, and I like to share promises to our listeners so that they can stand on them, believe that God is listening. You know, I know that God doesn't forget his word. It's forever established in heaven, but God does like to be reminded of his word, listener. When you pray, when you seek the face of God, remind him what his word says. That assures him that you believe what his word says, his promises. Remind him of his promises. It stirs his heart. It motivates him to move on your behalf. One of his promises is found in the book of Isaiah in chapter 59, verse 19. It states, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. So that's 
what the word of God declares in Isaiah 59 verse 19. Listener, it's one of those scriptures that you should commit to your memory, stand on and believe. It states that if you fear the name of the Lord and you'll live in your life for his glory, then when the enemy tries to come in like a flood against you, God's spirit will raise up a standard against him. He will fight your battles on your behalf. And I want to thank God today that we can trust in a God that will fight our battles, Scott. He will not leave us comfortless. He has not left us to deal with the enemy on our own. Scott, if we had to deal with Satan on our own, it would not take very long for Satan to conquer us. But greater is he that lives in us than he that lives in the world. Amen. And that greater than he that lives in me is the Holy Ghost, the spirit of the Lord that will rise that standard against the enemy. And I want to thank God for that today. Scott, I know that we're going to go with the Lord in prayer. I know you have a list of names. There's been some additions. I want you to go ahead and pray for this podcast. Pray that the spirit of the Lord has his way, that the listener hears exactly what they need to hear. And also call those names out before God that you have on that list so that we can join our faith with them and believe God will move on their behalf. Amen. Let's let's pray. Let's pray this morning. I know it's been a tough week. I can I can sense by the spirit that it's been a tough week this week for you that's listening. Uh, just like Charles said, there's fights going on. There's wars, rumors of wars. We listen to the news. We've got all kinds of bad news when you turn on the TV and listen to the news. And I'm sure in your life this week, it's been tough. The devil's been fighting. See, because you're growing. You're growing in the Lord with each podcast that you listen to, with each thing that you do uh, for the for the Lord to grow. You're gaining strength. You're gaining encouragement, but also the devil's going to fight. But just like Charles said this morning, we're going to continue that theme in this prayer. He will lift up a standard. The Holy Spirit will raise up a standard where evil will abound. Charles, grace will that much more abound. Amen. I got a scripture for you this morning, you that are listening as well, to go along with what Charles has just brought. This can be found in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. I'm talking to somebody. <clears throat> I'm, I'm talking to somebody already. I can just tell. I want you to listen to this. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. You can stop right there, and it still be a sweet scripture. But listen. God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Come with good news this morning. We're going to pray because strength is coming your way to be able to take what the devil has thrown at you. A standard is coming this morning to give you strength. Listen, there's there's a piece of scripture this morning, Charles, that states, do not rejoice that the devils are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. That tells me two things, Charles. Number one, we can take authority over these spirits that are trying to destroy us in our home. And number two, let's be thankful that we've got our name written in the Lamb's book of life. That's what we can rejoice in. I can stop right there. We're going to pray for everybody listening. I know it's been tough for you. I know it's been hard, but you're going to get strength. Strength is coming, and we're praying for strength for Jeremiah, 
We're praying. I'm going to call these names out. David and Danielle, we're praying for you. Amanda, we're praying for you. David, for finances, we're praying for you as well. Melissa, Hunter, Chris, Ben, Amanda, number two, we still ain't forgot you. We got a call in. Uh, Charles and I added to this list. Thank you so much for calling in to this ministry. It's such an encouragement. Folks, listen, when you, when you call in, when you write in, it's such an encouragement to me and Charles. It's, it's just a wonderful thing to hear these testimonies and these stories. And we thank you, Annabelle, for writing in. We're praying for you today. We're praying for Trey. We're praying for Christy. And we're praying for Fodale Lawson this morning. We're going to add these names to this list. And for you that are listening, we're praying for you as well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for all that you're doing for all that you're going to do. And I just take authority right now by the spirit of the Lord. I take authority over every demon, over everything that's come against everybody listening to this podcast in the name of Jesus. You have no right. You have no place. You have no authority in this person's life that's listening to this podcast. And we rebuke you. We bind your devices and we cast you out of every person's life in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, we thank you this morning that God, you have said you're going to lift up a standard. You're going to raise a standard. God, you're going to put a well of living water in their life. I pray right now that the Spirit of the Lord would just come upon these people that are listening, that they'll be encouraged, that they'll be strengthened. I pray a release, God, an anointing that come upon their life right now. God, they've been struggling. They've been fighting with the enemy. The enemy's been trying to destroy them in their life and their family. But we stand in the gap right now, Lord. I might not know all their names, but I stand in the gap for everyone on that list. And I stand in the gap for the ones that's listening on this podcast this morning that you encourage them, that you strengthen them. God, raise up a standard. Let them have a drink of living water this morning. And God, we give you the praise and the glory for it all. We know you're going to do it. Lord, there's nothing that Charles that I can do, but it's by your spirit. It's by your anointing. It's by your power. And Lord, we pray this morning as well for this podcast that, Lord, it be a well of living water. I pray that the anointing, I'm just praying for the anointing to go out, God, and touch people that are listening to this podcast. I pray that you move through Charles. I pray you let him speak, thus saith the Lord. God, I pray that the anointing be in this place right now in the name of Jesus. God, lead and guide and direct this podcast. We will give you the praise. We will glorify you. We will lift you up for you are King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue is going to confess. Every devil is subject to you. Every trouble is subject to you. Every trial is subject to you. And God, we we rest in you this morning. If we know that we know that you are in our boat this morning, it don't matter how hard the winds are blowing and how bad the waves are rising and all the troubles that's in the world. If you are in our boat this morning. We're safe. We're secure as a baby in a mother's arms this morning. Yeah. We look to you and lift you up. We praise you and glorify you. Satan, you are bound. You are defeated. You were defeated on Calvary's cross. And we bind every device that you have formed against this child of God in the name of Jesus. And God, I thank you for strength this morning. I thank you for peace. If it will be received, if these people will receive this strength this morning, they will feel it. And we thank you this morning for peace and for strength. We glorify you and lift you up. And thank you for what you're going to do in this podcast. In Jesus' name we pray and amen.
Amen, amen. Thank you, Scott, for praying. Listener, I hope you heard with your spiritual ear what was going on. I know I say this a lot, and I'm going to commend Scott for just a moment. I know he doesn't like pats on the back, especially on the podcast, but I have to say what I have to say. Scott knows how to pray, listener, and it makes such a difference when you know how to pray. There is a prayer that touches the heart of God. There is a prayer that stirs up the spirit of the living God to move on your behalf. There are a lot of people out there right now, listener, that are praying words, that are saying prayers that don't get above the ceiling. They fall back down to the ground. They never make it to heaven. But when you pray with sincerity, when you pray with authority, that kingdom authority that was given to you through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, then you stir God's heart and you stir him to move on your behalf. And I felt the spirit realm move when Scott prayed. I felt things begin to change. I felt the wind of the Holy Spirit begin to blow. And I believe with all of my heart that each and every person that was called out will see a difference in their life yes. they will see a change and i believe that freedom and that liberty that strength that scott prayed for will begin to move in my life as well as yours listener but if you learn how to pray it's going to make such a difference prayer life i know that raven leonard hills leonard Ravenhill said that no man is stronger than his prayer life No person is stronger than their prayer life. And if your prayer life is lacking, that's why your spirit world, your spirit man, and your spirit is lacking. But if you learn how to pray, it's going to make all the difference. Thank you so much, God, for moving. Scott, we are still in the same series that we've been on for quite some time. You know, I know that we've been on this series for a long time. This will be the 15th week that we've been on this series and that's a, that's over at it's almost four months and this may be before it's over the longest series that we have had since we started this podcast it's the series about the person and ministry of the holy spirit if it does turn out to be the longest one it won't surprise me at all because this is the quintessential part of the christian life This is where you, listener, are going to walk in victory, is when you walk in the Spirit, when you begin to release control of your life. And I'm not talking about the evil things that you should be putting under subjection to the Spirit of God. I'm not talking about those sins and those weaknesses in your life, but I'm talking about the control that God gives you that's yours to keep if you want it. But there is a freedom in submission. There is a freedom in slavery to Jesus. Paul called himself a bondservant of the Lord. And that word bondservant means slave. And that's the right terminology. You make yourself a slave to Christ and you will live in a freedom that you would never have experienced otherwise. And I hope you take that to heart. I hope that you are listening to this series and realizing how important it is for you to give your life, your freedom, your control over 
to the working of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Ghost, listener. You need the Holy Ghost more than you need the next breath in your body and the next yeah. beat of your heart. You need the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Scott, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit and his ministry for 15 podcasts now. And this is going to be the eighth podcast on the gifts of the Spirit. We've been talking about each gift, and we're almost to the end of the list. But what a wonderful journey it has been, Scott. Mm. As we've been divulging these gifts, as we've been explaining them, I don't know about the listener, but I hope it is the truth. But it, it has become more and more aware to me just how important it is to let these gifts be in operation in our lives. I know that I have refocused my attention on making sure these gifts are in operation in my life. What a wonderful thing it is that God has given us. And shame on us, Scott, if we do not take the time to use the tools and, and the gifts. And that's exactly what they were. It said that when he ascended unto heaven, he gave gifts unto men. And he's given us these gifts, and they're like the power tools of a mechanic. They are like the best weapons of our warfare that we can possibly use against the enemy and shame on us if we don't take advantage of them of what jesus won for us through the shedding of his blood let's do a little bit of review scott just to make sure that each and every person is caught up i don't know if you're prepared but if you have your word handy if you would read first corinthians chapter 12 in the first 11 verses then we will get a little review in. I will do it, sir. First Corinthians chapter 12. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord. But by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Amen. Thank you, Scott. Now, it says that these gifts were given unto us to profit everyone. That means when you, listener, allow these gifts to operate in your life, not only are they going to give you victory, but you're going to see victory come to those people around you, your family members, your friends, your loved ones. If you still go to a church and you're still part of the body of Christ and you're allowing these gifts to be in operation in your life, you're going to see those people edified by the gifts that are in operation in your own life. So these gifts are given not only for your benefit, but for everyone's benefit. 
And you can look at it this way too, Scott. If you don't allow these gifts to be in operation in your life, if you sit on the grace of God and you don't invest it, the grace that God invested in your life, if you don't take it and you don't use it for his glory, you don't allow the spirit of God to take what God has implanted inside of you, that salvation, that gift of the Holy Ghost, then you are robbing your brothers and sisters of mm. blessing. You are taking out of their hands victory that they could have if you simply obey and submit to the moving of the Holy Spirit. Let's talk about these gifts. We've covered most of them. Let's go over again. The first one, the word of wisdom. This is the supernatural ability to expound on the written word of God, something that every leader should and must have and what every person that wants a closer walk with God needs, that word of wisdom. Then there's the word of knowledge, and this is the inspired spoken word of God, the ability to hear God's voice in your life. He will speak to you details of your own life, of the own of the will he has for your life and how to achieve it. And he will also speak to you concerning your brothers and sisters. Then we have the gift of faith. This is a faith that goes above and beyond the measure of faith given to everyone. This is a special anointed faith that allows you to move in the next gift, which is healing and miracles. When you have the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and faith evident in your life, then you will begin to see healings, not only in the physical, but in the spirit realm. Healings in your finances, healing in your body, healing in your mind, healing in your marriage, healing in your children. You will <laughs> see miracles begin to operate in the God's realm. The spirit realm will come to life in your life and you will see miracles because you have great faith. Then there's the gift of prophecy. I remember this one, Scott. This is the breath of God breathed on you. This is yes. being able to give someone a inspired, fresh, right then, hot off the griddle of God word. This is so important. It is another must have for a leader to have in their life. And what every person that wants a closer relationship with God they should have all of these gifts in operation. Then the last one we spoke about last podcast, Scott, was discerning the spirit mm. or spiritual discernment. Now, this was a real important one because this was one regarding sensitivity to the spirit realm. Scott, I know this is a real favorite one for you. <laughs> and, <laughs> And last, last podcast, you threw out a challenge about spiritual discernment. You told the listeners that if they would challenge themselves to begin to read God's word, saturate their mind, seek his face, and then we said even fast, push a plate back, mm -hmm. deny the physical body what it wants and what it needs, they would begin to see and to feel an increased sensitivity to spirit realm. They would be able to see Satan's weapons and tricks 
and the pitfalls he has for their own lives exposed, and they would be more sensitive to God's moving and God's spirit. Now, Scott, if they follow that challenge, there was something else that probably happened this week in their lives. Oh, yes. I want, I want you to talk about that a little bit. Well, I took up the challenge, Charles, and, and I know you did too, but I, I took up that challenge, and I did see – immense growth in my life. I, I began to be able the, one of the things I could talk on and on, but one of the things that I learned uh, through this week challenge, I, I, I didn't listen to nothing else but gospel music. Um, I got into his word and I prayed and I fasted. And one of the things that he taught me out of this that I guess just blew my mind and still is when you say sensitivity is being able to recognize <clears throat> when the anointing, when the spirit of God was moving and, and Charles, without this sensitivity, you can't tell on your own. You can't tell by your own mind and by your own wisdom, how the anointing is going to move, where it's going to move, who it's going to move through. And, you know, we, we run into this situation just like Samuel did. I'm, I'm trying to make this short because I don't want to take away from your teaching, but we run into the situation like Samuel did without cultivating the sensitivity of the spirit in our life, meaning knowing when the anointing is present, knowing when the Holy Ghost is right there in that room moving or moving through somebody, being able to know that difference and sense that difference. We get into the problem like Samuel did when he was trying to choose a king. We, we want to look on natural things. We want to look on natural abilities. Well, well, this guy looks like a preacher. He should know what he's talking about. Uh, this guy sounds really good when he speaks. He, he must know what he's talking about. And we look for the wrong things to, to judge whether God is with this person or the anointing is with this person or not. And I learned this week that was an important lesson for me because the places that I would have never thought the anointing would come through would come through. And thanks be to God that he taught me this sensitivity because, Charles, without getting in touch with that anointing, you're not going to make it. You're not going to be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. You're not going to be able to uh, make it through this day and age without it, just like you said. And then, two, if you decide, if you fellas took this challenge this week, you also notice something else, too, that all hell came at you. All yep. hell broke loose yep. to stop you, to derail you, because a man or a woman who is sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit is one of the most dangerous things to the kingdom of hell because you can tear down what he's trying to build, talking about the devil. You can destroy what he's took weeks and months and years to try to take people out. You can destroy that with that sensitivity. So, Charles, all hell come at me this week. I will be honest with you. But thanks be to God, like you said at the beginning of this podcast, Jesus will lift a standard. Jesus will lift up an anointing. Jesus will lift up protection. He'll make a way of escape. And I, and I know they went through it this week. If they did that, they went through it this week. And that's why I prayed like I prayed at the beginning of this uh, podcast today. And thanks be to God, he helped us through this week. <laughs> How was it for you? Oh, I experienced the exact same thing, Scott. Uh, I began to listen to Christian music as well. And I began to... I even took the time, you know, and I ain't trying to blow my own horn, but I, I, I did the fasting thing as well. And it was like my spiritual antenna was raised, Scott, yeah. into the air. 
and I felt the stirring in the spirit realm. But as you said, the very same thing happened. I became a target for the enemy. He wanted to shut me down. He wanted to stop me. He wanted to discourage me. Scott, each and every person that is walking in the Lord's way, each and every person that is walking in the spirit, they automatically become a target for the enemy to mm -hmm. throw his, his ploys against his weapons against because he's trying to discourage them and stop them because victory comes when you are sensitive to the move of the Holy spirit. And when you're sensitive to other people's spiritual, uh, spiritual well-being, when, when you are letting this discerning of spirits operate in your life, you will pick up on what other people are going through. If mm -hmm. they're under spirits of fear or doubt or depression, you will begin to feel that you will begin to sense that. And so you'll know exactly what to pray or what to minister on. Like you said, someone walking in this gift becomes a very dangerous person to the enemy. And he will try all he can to come against that person, to stop them, to distract them, to discourage them from operating in this gift. Uh, but I want to encourage those that are listening. If they've noticed not only an increase in the sensitivity of the spirit, but also increased warfare in the spirit from the enemy, you're on the right track. Amen. The only time that the enemy does not bother you is if you are not a threat or he already has you. These people who walk around saying, well, the devil don't bother me because he must be afraid of me. No, no, no. <laughs> a thousand times no. Satan even went and tempted Jesus in the wilderness, the son of God himself. So he's not intimidated by you, listener. No. He's not intimidated by that Bible you carry under your arm. He's intimidated by how sensitive you are to the spirit realm. He's intimidated by intimidated by the move of the Holy Spirit in your life, the authority that comes when you're walking in these gifts yes. and that's what he's intimidated by. So if you are not being fought, it's because you are not a threat to him. Well, you know, Charles, you, you, when you're sensitive, when you've cultivated, we've talked about this before off mic, but when you've cultivated this sensitivity, this, this is all important to me. All, all these gifts hang are anchored on, on this sensitivity for me, as I study, as I see, because these, let's be honest, these gifts can be copied. Satan can copy these gifts, can give yeah. you a facsimile, a false version, something that's, in essence, it's going to take you out. But it looks, smells, and talks, and sounds right. And, and a person who has cultivated the sensitivity of the spirit that knows the voice of the Father that knows the moving of the Holy Ghost, that knows when he has entered the room and it was once empty, but now it's full of his presence. And they know the one true Holy Spirit. They cannot be fooled by the facsimile, by the faults. That uh, I don't care how loud you shout. I don't care how many times you hack when you preach. I don't care how good you put together your message. If it's not under the anointing, it's not moving an inch of anything. And, right. and Charles, the, the Satan desires to keep us off track. That's why you got fought this week. That's why all hell come at you. That's why strange and weird things. I know somebody knows what I'm talking about. 
I know yeah. strange and weird things happened to you this week, and it was an onslaught because you got dangerous because yeah. now you can't be fooled. You've grown this week. Yes. Now you know the difference. You know what it feels like when the Holy Ghost comes in the room and when he leaves, when the Father's speaking and when it's just somebody. And you, you know the difference now. You're stronger, too, than you were mm -hmm. a week ago. You're stronger in the presence, and the devil's not going to stand there. Just like Charles said, he wasn't intimidated to come at Jesus. You think he's going to be intimidated to come at little old you? He's going to try. But the more you get sensitive, the more yes. you know his word, the more you get filled with his presence, the stronger that you get. These attacks fall at your feet because the Bible promises Every weapon formed against the child of God that is full of his presence, that is sensitive to his spirit, every weapon that formed against them shall not prosper. And I got to stop because I'm getting loud. Let me give this back to you. <laughs> Amen. Well, it just goes right back to the scripture that I read at the beginning of the podcast, Got that when the enemy comes in like a flood, it didn't say if, it said when the enemy comes in like a flood. Well, there will be times in our lives, Scott, that the enemy will come in like a flood. But God has promised that if we're faithful, if we're obedient, if we stay the course, keep our hand on the plow, do not give up, do not turn yeah. to the right or left, keep our eyes on Jesus, he will raise a standard against the enemy. You will see the end of this battle. You will come out on the other side victorious yeah. if you don't give up. And that's the thing that the devil wants you to do is give up. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we spent a lot of time on that review. <laughs> we felt we felt this week the onslaught of the enemy, and we knew that others who had been listening to us also felt the increased spiritual warfare. And we wanted to take some time to talk about that so that you don't give up, that you keep on keeping on that even though the enemy is trying to make your life hard, God's going to come through for you if you do not give up. Yes. Now, Scott, we're going to talk about the next gift of the Spirit, which is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> um, this is your hot button, isn't it? This is a little bit of a hot button for me because it, it, it's, it's so typical that this 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 gift of the spirit that we're about to talk about has been the reason why Pentecostals are labeled Pentecostals, <laughs> why holy rollers are labeled holy rollers. It's it's diverse kinds of tongues or speaking in tongues. Now, Scott, I know that a lot of people this makes them, especially those listeners who have yet to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We probably still have listeners who have not yet been filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. They've been saved. They're trying to live right, but they've not been filled with the power of God. They have not experienced speaking in tongues. So they may be afraid of it. They may be shy of it. They may have seen the abuse and misuse of this gift, and it's caused them to avoid it. But today, if the Lord willing and the Holy Spirit helps us, we're going to talk about speaking in tongues because it does have its place. It is a legitimate gift of the Spirit that should be in operation in your life. Yes, it can be misused and abused. Yes, it has been misrepresented by the Pentecostal church, but it is still something that God wants you to have in your life. So you need not avoid it. 
but we're going to try to bring that balance into the picture today between someone who avoids it altogether and stays away from that Pentecostalism or that Holy Roller Act. We want you to experience all of the gifts of the Spirit. We want you to be a part of all of God has for you. Like I said earlier, these are weapons of your warfare. Speaking in tongues has its place, and we're going to talk about that today. First, what is it? Well, Scott, it's simply what it's what it sounds like. Now, there are several instances. If you've read the book of Acts, you'll know on the day of Pentecost that when the Holy Spirit came down and filled all those that were in the upper room, it said that not only were cloven tongues of fire appearing over their heads, but they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And those other nationalities that were around them, Scott, began to hear their own original tongues coming from these Jews, coming from these Hebrews, coming from these people, these Israelites who didn't know how to speak their language were suddenly Mm -hmm. able to speak in their language fluently. And they said, how is this possible that we hear these Jews, these Israelites speaking in our original tongues? It's because the power of God was being displayed. Mm -hmm. And these tongues are tongues of other men, other nationalities, but Scott, there are also tongues of heavenly angels that can be spoken. Yeah. Paul said in first Corinthians chapter 13 and verse one, that though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. So there you go. Paul himself was a tongue talker. So if you want to call Paul Pentecostal, you can do so. Paul <laughs> operated in this gift. He absolutely did. He, he furthermore, he said on down in that same scripture that he spoke in tongues more than everyone else. So Paul operated in this gift and he knew this gift was not only the tongues of other men and nationalities, but there was a heavenly language or angelic language that was involved in speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. So that's what it is. Now, what is it for? Well, uh, the original or initiation, the evidence of being completely filled with the Holy ghost for the first time is speaking in tongues. And I'll tell you why. In the book of James, chapter 3, James talks about the tongue. James says the tongue is set on fire by hell. It says that the tongue is a little member. It boasts of great things and how a little fire it it kindleth. And the tongue is fire, a world of iniquity, so that a tongue among our members, it is defiled, it it defiles the whole body. And it goes down and says, in verse eight of chapter three in James, but the tongue can no man tame. Mm -hmm. It is unruly evil full of deadly poison. So Scott, no man can tame the tongue. The tongue is the last member in your body to be taken control of by the Holy spirit. So yes, I've seen evidence of people that have felt the presence of God in the church. You've heard it even in Baptist churches. People get happy. They call it happy in the Lord, and they'll shout or they'll cry. I've even seen them raise their hands 
in Baptist churches as well as Pentecostal churches. And it is possible to feel God's presence, Scott. It mm-hmm. is possible to cry tears. It is possible to get happy in the Lord and to shout and still not be filled with the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. 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 You're, you're, to back up what you're saying, remember King Saul, after he was rejected, to, to back up what you're saying, after he was rejected by God, after he made his last sin that God said, I'm done. I'm done. You didn't listen to me. You didn't do what I told you to do. I rejected you as king. Yep. And the yep. spirit left him that day. The Bible records he could no longer hear God's voice. He no longer got direction. God had totally rejected him. But Charles, even then, there was a school that was there. They were called the school of the prophets. They ministered in the anointing. They cultivated the anointing. They lived and moved and breathed. They were filled with the Holy Ghost in that school. And when King Saul rejected King Saul, damned King Saul, got around the anointing, he began to prophesy. He began to cry tears. He began to raise his hands as he got around and in the anointing, but he himself was no longer filled. That's a backup right there to what you're saying. Please go ahead. Exactly right. And people mistake the gift of the Holy Ghost for the happiness they feel. Yes, they feel the presence of God. I liken it unto this, Scott. If this is an example that might help some of the listeners that are listening in that have experienced what they call the presence of God. In a, in a church service. I liken it unto a bottle that has a cap on it. Mm. And you can submerge that bottle into water. But as long as that cap's on it, the outside of the bottle gets wet. But the inside is still dry. Mm-hmm. And you can take that bottle out of the water and it will remain wet for a period of time. Now, people who experience the presence of God, their bottles getting wet on the outside. They're experiencing the presence of God. They might get happy. They might raise their hands. They might even shout. They might even cry. They might even dance a little bit, move and shake a little bit. But after a while, that water on the outside of the bottle dries off, and they Mm -hmm. go right back to being the same way they were before. Also, the nastiness that's inside the bottle capped is still there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, those that have been filled with the Holy Ghost, the difference is, is when the bottle is submerged in the water or the presence of God, the cap has been removed. And not only does the outside of the bottle get wet, but the inside gets washed and filled with water, mm. with the wine of God. And when you are completely filled with the Holy Ghost, that last member, that one that no man can tame, that part of your body that you cannot control, your tongue, it becomes subject to the Holy Spirit. And mm. you begin to speak with new tongues. This is the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost. A lot of people reject it. A lot of people shy away from it. A lot of people do, do not get filled with the Holy Ghost because they're so afraid to let complete control over to the spirit of God. But it is evident that according to the book of Acts, every opportunity, every time, every event where people were filled with the Holy Ghost, they began to speak with tongues. Now, 
does that mean that they spoke with tongues all the time after that? Not necessarily, Scott. Yes. Let me tell you what it is not. The Bible states in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the one we've been reading about, about the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to start at verse 28. It says, and God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, and diversities of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all, t are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but covet earnestly the best gifts, and yet I was showing to you a more excellent way. Now, he was asking these questions, Scott, and they were rhetorical questions. They were not uh, they were not questions for people to answer. He was saying, is everyone that is called of God an apostle? Is everybody a prophet? Is everybody a teacher? Of course not. Are all workers of, uh, workers of miracles? No. Are all Do all possess the gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? No. So another thing that people must understand about speaking in tongues, Scott, is although that it is the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost, completely taken over by God, it doesn't necessarily mean that you go around speaking in tongues all the time. That's so it right. can be misused and abused. We have a lot of people that go around doing, you know, I've heard it say, stated, Scott, that you can practice speaking in tongues. <laughs> this is an absolute farce. It's an absolute lie from, from the devil. You cannot practice speaking in tongues. The only time tongues comes is when the Holy Spirit has completely filled you and taken over that last member that James says cannot be taken or tamed, and that's the tongue. So you can't practice speaking in tongues. Yeah. So there is a lot of speaking in tongues that is going on, Scott, that is absolute foolishness. Just like you said earlier, the devil can mimic almost every one of these gifts. Mm -hmm. He has well, he, a counterfeit for every he, one of these gifts, and he has a counterfeit for speaking in tongues. Yeah. He can also act and mock as if he were speaking in tongues. Well, we, we've come to the point here where you've got, you know, you were talking about it's been taken out of the church. People are shy and afraid or, or think it's it's silly and not real. It's because Satan has done a two-part attack. First of all, he's set preachers and pastors, and I use that term loosely here. He's set preachers and pastors behind <laughs> pulpit to talk against it, to speak against it, to tell you uh, when you go to that so-and-so church every week, that it's not real, that it was for the apostles, and that it died out with them, and it's not real. They don't do that nowadays. Anybody that does it, it's not, it's fake. So you've got that one part right there where they, they're getting their mind trained that this gift is no longer in operation. Now, on the flip side, you've got the Pentecostals who yeah. are— who are teaching it wrong, who are displaying it wrong, who are abusing it. My God, it's on TV and it's pretty bad right now. I'll tell you yeah. that. And I can see why a person who is unlearned in this gift, who has not been around this gift, who has not experienced this gift can look at the farce that's on TV these days, the, the facsimile, the fake and go, I don't want nothing to do with that. 
That's Absolutely. not the real deal. And Charles, I'm glad you're dispelling this rumor. We've got Pentecostal preachers that are telling people these days, just say what comes into your mind. Or oh, here's your here's your some gibberish saying, tie my tie, sycamore Now say that. They say it. And then you go, oh, you're filled. And off we go. And, and there's just so much garbage being taught and being shown today. And I'm glad we're dispelling this rumor. Please let me hand it back to you. That's a, you're doing a great job, Scott, backing me up. Thank you so much for that. You know, it's it's no wonder that we have so many people avoiding this gift today when you have ministers and people on TV that are going around saying that you you can bark like a dog or crow yes. like a chicken or roll around on the floor and you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Scott, the the biggest evidence, let's talk about this. We're going to get to some practical talking pretty soon about speaking in tongues. But before we do that, let me share a few more scriptures. The main reason or the main purpose of speaking in tongues is found in Romans 8 and verse 26. It says, likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groans and utterings that cannot be uttered or understood. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Scott, one of the main reasons, if not the main reason for speaking in tongues, is to pray to the Father in a heavenly language that one cannot be understood by the enemy, so he can't know what's going on in the spirit realm. You don't know what God's doing in your life. And two, sometimes if you knew what God wanted for you in your life, if you knew what his will was for your life, you'd be so scared you'd run from it. Mm -hmm. But there's times that you will pray in, in tongues to the spirit of God through the spirit of God to the father for the direct will of God. And it will be for that purpose. It will be so that God's perfect will will become evident in your life. And yes, it does happen and it should happen more often in people's lives. There is a prayer language, Scott, that people can pray in. There is a spiritual prayer language that if we would submit and walk in this gift, we could pray to the Father. And it says right here in Romans chapter 8 that the Holy Ghost searches out the Father's heart and what the Father's will for that person's life is and begins to help that person pray. Now, there's been times in my life, Scott, that I didn't know what to pray for. I just got down on my knees and I was going through something or I was being tried or tested to the breaking point and I didn't know what to do. And all of a sudden groans and utterings from yeah. the Holy spirit took over yeah. and I began to pray in an unknown tongue, pray in a heavenly language, just like Paul said, the tongues of men and of angels. And there was a heavenly language that rose out of me and prayed to the father. And I knew that it was God's will because I automatically began to feel strength mm -hmm. filling my heart. I automatically began to feel release in my soul from worry and fret and dread. And Scott, this is what it's for. 
Yes. And people who avoid it don't get that added strength. They don't get that added protection. They don't feel that release of worry and fret and dread because they don't allow the Holy Spirit to pray through them on their behalf. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I wrote down to, to help you here. It is a language given where your, where the spirit in you speaks directly to God. When we do not know what to pray, the spirit takes over and prays the right direction and the will of God for us when we do not know what to do. That's what I wrote down. Right. And great job. You're absolutely right. Now, the most ministering that I can give a person on the gift of speaking in tongues comes from chapter 14 of first Corinthians, just a couple of chapters over because Paul realized that because this gift was such an easy one for the enemy to facsimilate such an easy one for Satan to mimic and to distort and to, and have, the body of Christ abused or misused. He goes through a long discourse about ministering, about speaking in tongues. Now, Scott, if you are able, do you have the ability to read the first 19 verses of chapter 14? I know this is a lot of verses, but this is the best edifying and the best teaching on speaking in tongues that I believe that you can find because Paul knew what I know that this is a gift that a lot of people avoid and don't know what it's for. First Corinthians chapter 14, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God for no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries, but he that prophesieth speak unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. I would that y'all spake with tongues, but rather that you prophesied, for greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine and even the things without life giving sound, whether pipe or harp, except they give a distinction in the sounds. How shall it be known what is piped or harped for if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, what who shall prepare himself to the battle? So likewise ye, except you utter by the tongue words easy to be understood how shall it be known what is spoken? For you shall speak unto the <coughs> air. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Therefore, if I know not the meaning of the voice, I shall be unto him that speaketh a barbarian, and he that speaketh shall be a barbarian unto me. Even so ye, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit, 
and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the understanding also. Else when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at the giving of thanks? Seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest, for thou verily givest thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. Amen, amen. Good teaching, Paul. Thank you so much. Now, just like Paul said, I thank God I speak with tongues more than you all. So like I said earlier, Paul was a tongue talker. He operated in the gift of speaking with other tongues. And we should too, but it does have its place. Okay, Scott, let's have some practical talk about speaking in tongues. The right. reason being, the reason we need to do this is because, because this gift is one of the more theatrical gifts of the spirit. It has been abused and misused. We had talked off mic about this. And you said you wanted me to bring this out. But I do, I do know a lot of Pentecostal people who carry this gift around with them as if they were carrying an M16 by their side. <laughs> and anytime they're afraid, anytime the devil comes knocking or they face something, they automatically go into speaking in tongues. Now, speaking in tongues does bolster the faith, Scott. It does make someone feel better when they feel the presence of God on their behalf, when, especially when the enemy comes knocking at the door. There have been times in my life, Scott, that I felt the enemy's presence, that I have been attacked by a demon or an evil spirit, and to give me faith and to give me courage, the Spirit of the Lord would rise up in me and I would begin to speak in tongues. Now, sometimes this would run away a boo devil. Sometimes this would run away an evil spirit. But, Scott, there have been times where I faced a demon that was bigger than usual or more powerful than usual, where tongue talking did not run the spirit away. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I have been in services where people were laying hands on someone that was demon possessed, and they began to speak with tongues to encourage themselves and to fight the enemy. And the enemy would begin to mock them right back the same tongue they were speaking. And it would throw them off and they'd say, how can this happen? This is not right. How can the enemy speak in tongues when I'm speaking in tongues? Scott speaking in tongues has its place, mm -hmm. but because it's one of the more theatrical gifts of the spirit, Pentecostals have abused and misused this gift to the point where the other people, other denominations, other listeners, other believers have ignored or avoided this gift altogether because of the misuse of it. But Scott, it does have its place, just like Paul said, when you're praying in the spirit, you can pray in an unknown tongue and the enemy don't know what you're praying about. 
It's a wonderful weapon of warfare. It does encourage you in your faith. It does give you confidence and encourage. And it does give you courage when you're facing the enemy. But Scott, it is not one of the more important gifts. Paul said, pray that you would rather prophesy because yeah. When you speak in tongues, no one gets the understanding or the edification. But when you interpret that tongue or you prophesy and use that gift, then you edify those people around you. So, Scott, speaking to, in tongues is a legitimate gift of the spirit, but it is not the most important gift. However, today's Pentecostals have made it almost like a signature gift. They go around using it so often that it has lost its meaning. It has lost its real function and it has become a sort of laughing stock to the other denominations and other believers. Wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. And, and I'm sitting there listening to that wonderful teaching, by the way. And, and I'm thinking about this too. You know, you're talking in there about giving occasion the Pentecostal movement has give occasion for the other side of the brotherhood to uh, pick problem to, to talk and speak against. And, and I'm going to say this quickly. I'm going to roll this up into a, a, a quaint little sentence and, and you help me with it. But I like what you were teaching with this because you said, number one, the gift of tongues is an edification of that person not the church. It's an edification for that person, strength for that person, but it doesn't edify the whole church. It is also a sign that your tongue, your mouth, what you say out of your mouth has been taken over by the Spirit of God. Now, we give occasion for that because, number one, we didn't know how to receive the gift of tongues. Number two, we've taught it wrong and taught it as a fake tongue and then number three, the people that were tongue talking on Sunday are telling dirty jokes and cussing like a sailor on Monday. An Amen. evident sign that the real tongue is not there. So we give them occasion for the other side who doesn't understand this to go, well, why would I want that gift when he's no better than me? He ain't doing no better than me. He ain't no stronger than me. Matter of fact, he tells dirtier jokes than I do. And yep. it's an evident sign that your tongue, because Jesus said, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a man. It's not what you eat. It's not what you intake that defiles a man. It's what comes out of that mouth that defiles the man. And so I like the fact that one of the true facts, not only is this not the most important gift, not only is it an evident sign of you being taken over by the Holy Spirit through the feeling which you eloquently taught, but three, it is an evident sign that the fruits of the spirit are coming out along with the tongue. I got to go here. I got to go here. An evident sign that your tongue has been taken over because when the real Holy Ghost moves in, when the real tongue talking starts, then the dirty jokes quit. Then, then the cussing quits because your tongue has been taken over. Would you, would you agree with that? Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, where we're going after we get done with the gifts of the spirit, there's one more gift that is that is listed that we're going to talk about, Lord willing, in the next podcast, the interpretation of tongues and what all that's about. But one of the main evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost and walking in the spirit is the fruit of the spirit. And we're going to cover the fruit of the spirit because the devil 
can mimic the gifts. The mm-hmm. devil can counterfeit the gifts. The devil can make the gifts. He can make, he can manufacture his own counterfeit for the gifts. But one thing the devil cannot mimic, he cannot fake, he cannot facsimilate, he cannot counterfeit is the fruit of the spirit. Amen. And just like you said, I've seen them talk in tongues on Sunday and then curse God on Monday. Mm-hmm. And that is not right. If you are filled with the genuine Holy Spirit, if you are genuinely filled with the Holy Ghost, you're going to strive to walk in the Spirit. You're going to live a holy life. You might make mistakes, but you're always getting more and more made into the image of Jesus Christ. I would rather see someone striving to walk in the Spirit, trying to be more like Jesus every day, doing his very best or her very best to walk a holy life than to hear them speak in tongues any day of the week, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're running out. We're running short on time, but I want people to understand bottom line speaking in tongues is an actual gift of the spirit. You should not avoid it. It has its purpose. It is a prayer language. It does strengthen your faith. It does give you courage. It does take authority over the enemy in a lot of cases. But it is not the most important gift. It should not be used or misused or abused or misrepresented. But you should embrace this gift. It is so important, Scott. Each one of these gifts are important and should be evident in a believer's life. It's not just the Pentecostals that should speak in tongues, but everyone who calls himself a believer should strive to be filled with the Holy Ghost to the point where they have been taken completely over. And that little member in their mouth that James said could not be tamed is tamed by the power of God. Then, you know, not only is the outside of the bottle wet, But the inside of the bottle has been filled to overflowing. And the Bible says, he that walks in the spirit, he that strives and loves God, it says, he that loves God in spirit and in truth, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Yes. So not only, Scott, are we striving to be a well, but we're striving to get to the point where we're a river. Amen. When we speak in tongues, the anointing that breaks the yokes is flowing like water out of our mouths, that the power of God is being unleashed in the spirit realm, that things are changing. This is what the gift is for. This is why it's so important. And I want each and every person who has avoided it to think about it. Say, God, let me begin to embrace this gift. Let me understand this gift. Don't let me reject something that you've given to us by the blood of Jesus. Like I said earlier, listener, if you don't allow these gifts to be in operation in your life, not are you not only are you robbing yourself of powerful weapons and blessings in your own life, but you're robbing your brothers and sisters around you of potential victory in their lives because you are rejecting or you're cherry picking those gifts that you want to operate in. But God wants you to have all of him, listener, not just parts of him. Jesus wants you to have all of him. 
not just part of him, just like your heart. Your heart is not meant to be given to him in pieces. He wants all of you. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, God said it this way. He said, I'd rather you be hot or cold because if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. So, Scott, we are either to be all the way in or all the way out. Yep. God doesn't want that person who's riding the fence. He doesn't want that person who has given them only part of their life, who only wants part of God, who only accepts the parts of God that are fluffy and 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 nice and pretty, but all of God, his power and his pleasure, his wonderful grace and his blessings and his power. And you know what, Scott? That's when we're going to see true victory in our lives. So I want you to pray for us, Scott. Pray that we'll begin to release the control of our lives all the way to the point where we speak in tongues, pray in that heavenly language, give this gift its rightful place in our lives. Scott, pray that we don't avoid those parts of God that might be uncomfortable, but we embrace all of it. And that he takes that cap off our bottle. And not only is the outside getting wet, but the inside is getting filled as well. God, would you pray for us? I will pray. Listener, we've come to the point now. You've got to make a decision. And I'm not making light of that decision. It's it's a hard decision you're going to make now. Charles has brought it for you in a wonderful teaching. Now, are you going to pay attention to the denomination that you've been going to that's been telling you the direct opposite are you going to go after everything that jesus has to offer are you going to pay attention to what they've been saying against these gifts or are you going to receive it i pray that you and this is how we're going to pray for you we're going to pray that you give god a chance that you open up your mind and that you open up your heart and you say jesus if this is real If what Scott and Charles are telling me, because you don't have to just take our word for it. Pray, pray to the father in heaven and ask him to verify. Matter of fact, I want you to, and I'm sure Charles wants you to verify what we are saying. Are you going to make the decision? Are you going to climb the mountain? Are you going to put aside what you've heard for the last up 10 years or what your grandfather has told you or what somebody else has said is supposed to be the gifts and not the gifts? Or are you going to pay attention to what the word of God has taught you this morning? Because he's given you an invitation, listener, to receive from him everything he's got to offer. Charles has told you, you are living in a day and age now that is much different than your grandfather's day and age. You need these gifts to survive. I can't say it any clearer than that. We are living, Charles, in a day and age and a time, and there's a reason we've been teaching for 15 weeks uh, on the Holy Spirit and these gifts, because we are living in a day and age that evil is increasing, that Satan has more leeway, that Satan has been given more control, and you no longer have an option whether you want to tongue talk, prophesy, speak with faith, speak with these gifts or not. You have no other option than to take or be consumed. By the evil. And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just being honest. So you have a decision this morning, and we're going to pray that you open your mind, that you open your heart, that you say, Jesus, if this is real and if this is for me, then I want it. I want the real thing. 
Now, there's another side. We're going to pray for you, too. There's another side of folks that's listening to us, Charles, that have once been tongue talkers, that have once been prophesiers, that have once moved in these gifts, but for various reasons and for various and diverse excuses, they say that they can't or they cannot do it anymore. Liar, liar, pants on fire, because that's not the way God operates. There are no excuses here. How long has it been since you talked in a tongue? Can you you remember? Can you remember the last time that you spoke prophetically? Can you remember the last time that you felt that tongue well up from the inside of you and come out? That you felt the prophetic voice of God speak to you? Can you remember the last time? Or have you built a shrine to the last time that it happened years ago? And, you know, little by little, you go back and you look at that shrine like a museum. 20 years ago right here is where God used me. That's not the way it's supposed to be. God wants to use you now. When's the last time that you've operated in these gifts? There is a command. There is a command, Charles, that states, quench not the spirit. Amen. Amen. You are commanded, ma'am and sir, if you have once tongue-talked, to tongue-talk again. You've been commanded, if you prophesied once, to prophesy again. And I'm I'm telling you, I'm feeling the spirit here calling people if they will receive that it's time to rise up in these gifts. It's no longer an option. And we're going to pray for you as well to stir up the gift again. One more time. One more time. Father, I thank you this morning for the teaching. I thank you so much, God, that you have laid this out before us along with the call. God, you've opened a door yet again. Another key of David has unlocked the doorknob, and you've opened a door, God, and give us a call. And, Lord, for those people that have never experienced this, these gifts, these are these wonder-working powers of the Holy Ghost, for these people that have, I, I first of all, I rebuke the teaching that's in their mind that states that this is not real. I bind that poison in the name of Jesus. I command it to go and leave. And Father, I pray right now for those people that are listening that have never experienced this. I pray you give them an opportunity. I pray that you come to them. I pray that you deal with them. I pray that the Holy Spirit goes to them and gives them the opportunity to see the reality of these gifts, that they are real. And Father, I pray they accept the call. I pray that you continue to work with them till they accept the call. I pray the crazy prayer that you don't give up and that you don't quit, but that you keep working with them till they're tongue talkers, till they're prophesiers, till they're faith speakers. God, like they've never been before in their lives. Now, Father, for these people that have quit, that have stopped, that have given up, that have stalled out like an engine, God, I pray for them right now that you go to them and that you stir up these gifts once again. I pray that the people that are listening to this, they somebody that's sitting at a table right now. I'm just going to go crazy. There's somebody sitting at a table right now that's listening to this, and they're hearing what I'm saying, and I pray that they get stirred. I pray they got to get up out of the seat. I pray they got to go past the table. I pray they start speaking in another new heavenly language like they've not spoken before in a long time. And I pray for every one of these people right now that have been allowing themselves to quench the spirit in their life. I, first of all, bind anything from the enemy that would stop it. I rebuke Satan. I rebuke his devices. I rebuke his thoughts. I rebuke every chain that has hindered these people from working in these gifts. And I pray they stir up again, just like brand new. Father, we need them. Father, we thank you for them. 
Father, it's wonderful that you give us these gifts. Lord Jesus, you don't need these gifts. We do. We need them. That's why you give them. And we thank you this morning for the teaching. I pray that it stir up these people and we give you the glory and the praise for it all. You did it. In Jesus' name we pray and amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Scott, once again for praying that good prayer. Oh, listener, I hope you heard with your good ear. It's been a good, good message today. There has been practical talk about speaking in tongues. There has been word read from God's holy word about speaking in tongues. It is real. Let it be real in your life. I hope that you have received what the Spirit of the Lord has shared today. I want to thank God for speaking to us. I want to thank you, Scott, for helping me with another podcast today. This has been a touchy subject, but it is one that has been necessary today because of all that we have seen and felt. We know that God wants this gift and all these gifts to be in operation in the listeners' lives. Listeners, we have more to offer you if you have time we would pray and and invite you to find our facebook page it's crowd the watchman you can just see crowd the watchman you'll find our facebook page we also have blogs that'll be linked in the show notes of this podcast that you can follow and read other messages that god has given us they will edify your spirit you can follow us on instagram and twitter we look forward to anyone who wants to send us feedback, share a message with us, send us an email. If you have a prayer request or you would like for your name to be added to the list of the prayers that we call out at the beginning of the podcast, we welcome you to do so. You can share those with us at this email address. It's simply key underscore David underscore ministries at yahoo.com we look forward to hearing from you we would enjoy any feedback it encourages us listener be a part of this ministry how can you do that by sharing this message with others help us to get these words out you know people in your own life maybe family members friends workmates but you know someone who needs to hear what you've heard today You know people who need to hear the real word of God that need these gifts in operation in their life. Help us by sharing this message. In doing so, you will have a reward in heaven waiting on you when you get to the other side. You will be a productive part of the kingdom of God. And we would so much thank you for helping us do that. We can do all we can, but it takes the whole body of Christ to get the job done and God wants you to help us help him help others I hope that made sense again I thank you for listening and uh, Lord willing next week we're going to come back to the podcast with the last of the of the spiritual gifts that are listed and that's the interpretation of tongues until then it is the prayer of the cry of The Watchman, it is the prayer of the Watchman of the Wall Ministries. It is the prayer of the Key of David podcast that each and every person that hears my voice repents for the kingdom of heaven is at hand.